Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, Successful Life Podcast is a space where you can hear stories from badass entrepreneurs and influencers that collectively have millions of listeners and followers. You get to hear their backstories and where they are currently. We discuss how precious your life is and crucial it is to live with a purpose and die knowing the person looking in the mirror today. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier, yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn, apply it to your life. It's your time to live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier, and I am here with our man, Sean. Good Lord. Oh, I mess everybody's name up, Sean. What's up, brother? How Sean Castorito. I love that, man. I actually really think your name, your last name is too, it's unique. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen that last name, but I really oh, like you it. Ha- you probably haven't, but Corey, no, it's great to be on your podcast. Let's get into it. Absolutely. Well, Sean, you got like a million things that you do. So I, I, I would introduce you, but I think it's better for you to tell everybody like what it is you do, what it, First and foremost, I'm an entrepreneur. I mean, I just love starting, you know, starting companies and I love the opportunity to teach other people how to do it, whether that's on my podcast or the weekend MBA event, things of that nature. But but th- that that's kind of the space. I mean, I'm definitely an entrepreneur first and foremost, and I write books about it and you know, and teach about it. Fantastic. So <clears throat> as a matter of fact, I just put out my first book um, as recently about I guess it was about a month ago it came out. Um, it's interesting because, you know, it, there's a level of of confidence that comes along with being able to say that you've written a book. At least for me, I, I don't know oh, about you, no but question. yeah, yeah, because I think what, what it says is this. I, number one is it's a discipline to be able to sit down and write. I don't care how many pages it is in, in relation to one given subject it shows that you have a you know a vast understanding of this space and you're confident enough to put it in you know put it in ink you know put it you know put it on paper and so there's no question and i think it gives you credibility as well absolutely so let's talk about confidence for a second because you know i think that in sales i don't really care how much knowledge you've got if you don't have the ability to transfer that knowledge through uh, you know, storytelling, emotion, um, it's and having confidence, it, you're not going to get very far. It really doesn't matter how much, how smart you are. If you don't have that ability to, to communicate it, it's, it's, it's worthless. Now, the only reason I bring that up is that happened to me a few years back. Like I have a ton of sales knowledge, but 
I left the business. It was not what I thought I was going to have happen. And my confidence went straight down the drain. And it was tough to have the knowledge that I have and then just not be able to like spit it out. Have you ever had that happen to you? I mean, I mean, I, I completely agree with confidence and, and, and sometimes I've had to fake it to make, you know, to get it there. But I, I, I agree. That's why I always tell people, you know, don't quit your, don't quit your job to go start a business sometimes because when broke people can't sell. And, and I know there, I've always told there's sometimes right. some people are too broke to be effective. They, they, they're desperate. You can just, you know, that you can just tell that they're, they're pressing too hard and that can kill your confidence as well. So, but I completely agree. I mean, confidence is the X factor. And if you don't have it, I, you know, it's hard to, hard to sell to a very confident person if you're not confident. And typically the people with confidence are the ones with money. Absolutely. And I, you know, I think this is, look, this is one of the biggest things that I work with because I work with plumbing companies. I work with million dollar plumbing companies and I train their technicians. Um, and here's what I found. If you're trying to pitch a $75,000 job and you're only making $100,000 a year, it's really hard for you to imagine spending $75,000 on that job. And what happens is you start, they, these guys start thinking about that. And then they go to, to sell the job in, as you just mentioned, there is zero confidence because they don't believe that somebody should have to pay that much money. Right. Oh yeah. No, no, there's no, no question. And, and the ability, I look back at, you know, we got started, you know, if we did 2000 a week in our original business plan, 22 years ago, 2000 a week was what we wanted to make. And now, you know, we do hundreds of thousands, in, in, you know, in, in a week and nothing to get a $200,000 job and $200,000 clients, but you have to fake it. And that's not being disingenuous, but that just means that you're like, you have to believe you've got to hype yourself up that I'm worth this. My company's worth this. And, and I can do this level of work. You're never going to feel completely comfortable. I mean, if you're waiting for that, oh, it's just going to be, no, no, you're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to feel inadequate, everything that you're going to imagine. And you're going to have to give yourself that pep talk that says, no, but I can do this. You know, that our company is capable of this and, and you're, you're, you're going to be out over your skis at some point in business. Sean, that's such a great point. And, and some people may listen to this and think, these guys have lost their mind. What do you mean by fake it to you? But guess what? That is a very real statement because guess what? The only person that is going to put to get you where you want to go is you, right? And if you don't put yourself in these positions, if you don't speak, I'm an expert in this yeah. area, then you're, you're just not going to be that person. Yeah. I'm not telling you to lie. I'm just telling you no. to fake, to put on an image, your very best foot forward, put your very best foot out there. Hey, listen, everybody does it. People that, you know, actors do it when they go interview for a part that, you know, you listen to me, everybody does it. I'm just, I just look at like where my company went to the next level. I will never forget this. You know, it was a home improvement company and I know nothing about construction. I, I'm the marketing end of it. And I had to do, and I had to look at a job. It was the day before Thanksgiving, when we first got going, it was a really a big job. And all I did is focus on what they could. All I kept saying to them is, all I can tell you is this. I'm hyper detailed. If I say we're going to do it and do it well, we will. If I say my guys will start at this time, we'll do it. I focus on all the things that I could pitch that were genuine. 
We end up getting that job. It was 20 times what we would ever have done at any given point. And now that has led to massive millions of dollars in jobs. But there was that one extremely uncomfortable. No, I was not ready for it. And you get it. And then it just keeps leading to something else and something else. So you have to pitch what, what you do believe in. You got to focus on you know what you can brag about. Well, we're really good at figuring things out. Meaning, I don't I don't mean going into a business that you have no business going into, but going into a business that's maybe related to, as you mentioned, home improvements. I am not a construction guy. I don't know the first yeah. thing about hanging a shingle, plumbing a nor, toilet, nor or none of that crap. Yeah. But guess what? I know how to sell it. Right. And I, I really struggled with this, Sean, because I thought for the longest time I struggled with not being in that industry. Meaning like I Okay. As I mentioned, I've never done any of those things. And I struggled with not feeling like I had the industry knowledge and therefore I would not be effective. But that, I was dead wrong. I was dead wrong because these guys are great at plumbing. They're great at HVAC, but I'm great at sales. You're great at marketing. Yeah. And there, there's a difference. Listen to me. I have guys who work for me that know a hundred times more than me. Not to be an a-hole, but they're, they're not at my league at what I do and, and they're not, they can do the job. And the, and the sad part is this, is that I can run ads on Craigslist and indeed and get people who can do the work all day long, being able to sell the work, market it, keep a company intact, grow a company. That, that's a whole different skill set. And so I, I have a plastic toolbox and I own a multi-million dollar home improvement company among other companies. And I don't even try to act like I know any. my guys like they, they, they literally have like a Toys R Us toolbox set that's in my office just to be kind of funny about it. So, yeah, know what you know and stay in your lane. That's hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, know, and know what you're good at. Figure out, figure out what you're good at. Because when you figure out that thing, you're great at marketing. I'm great at sales. When you figure out that thing, stay with that thing. Because you're going to be super effective at it. You're not going to be effective doing 14 different things. Yeah. And people can tell when you don't know, when you're acting like you know something you don't know, they, they figured out the best thing to do. And I've been doing this for 20 some years. I tell them straight up, listen to me, I hire extraordinarily talented people that can do anything. I could literally sketch out a job on a napkin and they can do it because I hire people that talented. What I'm good at, I'm a general. I make sure I got the right people at the right places. There's very little problems that I can't solve. And, and, and I pitch what, what I per personally bring to the table, you know, selling Absolutely. is nothing but listening and solving the, you're solving a problem. You're meeting a need. It, it, ain't, it. it, it ain't rocket science. I, I personally, I agree with you. I think I could sell anything in any field. Just tell me what it is. Let me know the target customer. Let me do a little bit of homework to find out why they're buying this given product and or service. And I, I can sell it. Yeah. A hundred percent. And you got to believe in it, which I know that yeah. you, you agree with that. You have to believe in it because if you don't believe in it, like these guys yeah. I was mentioning earlier, you're, people people catch that non-belief. They catch that 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 incongruence and it just doesn't work. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I could never sell something that I didn't believe in. No, definitely not. So I want to ask you about your, your podcast, 10 Minute yeah. Entrepreneur. Tell me about it. I mean, I, you know, my, I have a lot of business partners and they always say that Sean doesn't like any conversation that's more than 15 minutes. They're like, if he meets with you in his conference room, he stands, he doesn't even sit down and he's just very direct and to the point. 
And so one of my partners in one of the startups that I did said, you know, you ought to just do like a 10 minute podcast and we could just listen to it. The partners could just listen to it. And that way we won't have to have any meetings. You know, that's just kind of how you do things. So I'm like, yeah, you know, that's a great idea. So I started the podcast and I'm thinking, I'll just do what I typically say to one of my partners in a given week. There's always a learning lesson every week. And a la, that became the, you know, the 10 minute entrepreneur podcast. And uh, the concept just, you know, people like that quick. And then I bring on guests and I try to, when I have a guest, I try to keep it under 20, of course, because they, you know, they got to introduce themselves and it may take a few minutes, but yeah, just short, quick, man, don't drag it out. I always tell my guests, give me the one, why did you become an entrepreneur? How did you become an entrepreneur? Okay. Get that out of it. I want to hear that. Then I want to hear what's the one piece of advice that you wish you would have known or the one piece of advice you would share with someone. If I get that out of them in 10 minutes, I've, I, you know, I, I feel like I've given my audience, you know, just a tremendous piece of value. Absolutely. Well, you just made my life easier. Let's have you answer those questions. There you go. So why did you become, why did you become an entrepreneur? Yeah. You know, I'd lost my dream job. I was, went to graduate school and I was working for a nonprofit up in DC and they did a change in leadership that I never saw coming though. Our CEO at the time was, you know, in, in his late sixties, I should have seen it coming. But I thought I was amazing and they'd keep me forever. And then the next day they they didn't. And so I realized at that point that, you know, you could lose your job at any point as an employee. And I, I didn't like that. You know, it hit me that that somebody could just politely bring you in the office and say, you know what, we're going to go in a different direction. That, really, they can say it just like that. We're just going to go like in a different. That. Yeah. And that's what they did. We're going to go in a different direction. And your, you know, your life is, you know, highly disrupted. And I knew then that I would never work for anybody in a consistent basis. I may have to get a job until I get on my feet, whatever the case may be. But I was always going to start companies and, and do my own thing, which I've done for the last, you know, geez, 25 years, just constantly starting and building companies because I never, you know, I was never going to be dependent on anybody financially again, period, and, and haven't been. I get that. And I tell you, know, I'll be honest, I, similar thing. I, I owned a business and things went sideways and I thought that was going to be the future. I, I had it mapped out. I knew this was going to be what I was going to do. And just, I won't even get into the story. Anybody that's listening to my shows definitely heard it, but it, it was devastating because I didn't see any of that stuff coming. And I had to start over for a little less than four years ago. And like it, it was so Hey, this sounds crazy, but it was really it was really one of the best things that could have happened. And this is why I'm able to go into businesses now and see exactly what their problems are, because I've already worked through all that crap. I've already made all those mistakes. I, I And so it set me up for what I get to do now. Yeah, and, and that's typically what happens. A, a, every failure, Napoleon Hill and thinking Garut says this, every failure brings with it an equal opportunity. You just got to find it. And I always said, I've lost $100,000 before, but I milked it for a quarter of a million dollars. So any mistake I've made, I've made sure that I've made a multiple of it. So if you mine it for gold, you know, they're, they're, you're going to learn something there. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So your other question, I'm trying to remember yeah. what it was. Yeah, the oh, other one was is my piece of advice I give people. Yeah. Yes. You know, the, I think the key, the big mistake that people do in entrepreneurial space is they fall in love with an idea and they somehow think it's a good business or they're passionate about something, same idea, and they assume it's a business. I love golf. It doesn't mean I buy a driving range or I have a top golf here where I live in Charlottesville, which would be too small of an area. Start a business 
where there's a need, where you can document, you can, you can do some due diligence, and you know that there is a wanting audience. It is a lot easier to start a business when somebody actually wants what it is you're selling. And I don't care how good of a salesperson you are. If you don't have enough target people that can either afford and or want what you're selling, it will not succeed. And so the big thing, my big piece of advice I always try to share with people is don't try to take a square and stick it in a round hole. You know, find what does the marketplace want? Right. And then start that business. And how do you find that out? Well, ask the marketplace what every, it is you want. Every business I've started is because I personally had a need. I, I started a direct mail business because I owned a company and I needed to do advertising. That direct mail business ended up going into 21 cities, went to more homes in the Sunday Washington Post. It was a, a very lucrative company. My next business, while I had that, I had a... Um, I started a, a home improvement company because I couldn't get my dining room converted into an office at the time. We we're having a child and I wanted, to have, you know, it's hard to have your mojo under a chandelier and um, couldn't get anybody to do the work. I started a company called Advantage Handyman and ended up turning into a multi, multi, multi million dollar company. To this day, I, again, I tell you, I can't do anything. And that's evolved into so many different things. Then I, I, I wanted to learn digital marketing. I could not understand digital marketing. It's like four years ago. And all my competition was doing it. I didn't understand any of it. I went and started it. I went and found a guy who had worked with top 100 companies. We started a digital marketing company. It's definitely the biggest digital marketing company in the state of Virginia. Again, it was a need. Every business I've started, my very first company was a detailing business. I've never cleaned a car to this day. I got them. That same company is outside cleaning my car. This is almost 30 years later. I started that company, Waxmaster Mobile Detailing. Toll-free number, 1-888-933-3824. It was We Detail, America's Choice in Mobile Detailing. I know it perfectly because the job I took after I lost my job was selling insurance. And I was like, wow, if somebody could come to our sales meeting every Monday, which was like two hours long, and just cleaned our cars, they would make a fortune. And I came up with it, you know, brought water to the parking lot. Everything had a big water tank. That company is outside cleaning my Mercedes as we speak. I sold it, you know, about five years into it but it still exists. I start durable companies that fulfill a need. Was I in love with auto detailing? No, but I had no problem making $30,000 a year, never doing anything. I did nothing. You called the number. I had, I had a active, you know, where you did the, um, the virtual secretaries, even back then she booked the cleaning. It was either I had an inside, outside, small car or a truck. It was like four prices. We booked it. I did a 50-50 split with the person who cleaned it every Friday. We squared up on Fridays. I made $30,000. This is in my early 20s, 30 grand of extra money. It was incredible. And I've rinsed and repeated that model for the last 30 years, and it's made me millions of dollars. Well, I think that's the key to success, right? When you find when you find a process that works, and that's what you're talking about, you've got yeah. systems and processes that yeah. if you didn't, this would never work. But once you get that system and that process down and it works, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. It's boring, but guess what? That's what works. Uh, everything I have is boring, but it, I am a systems guy. Uh, you know, it's you know, the biggest restaurants in the world is like Chick-fil-A and McDonald's. You know, it ain't, it ain't the fancy food places. So systems, systems win the race in, in business. And I don't have any sexy companies, but they're, they fulfill, they fill a need. They involve human beings. I'm big on human being. Like I, I don't want to compete with Amazon, AI, or software. That's my rule. I want something that involves a human being. 
because you, they haven't found anything that can, you know, nobody can go look at your roof and go, you need to get it replaced and, and then go replace it. It requires a human being. Get a dent in right. your car. It requires a human being. Get an oil change. You know, I, I like those type of businesses. I just think they're extraordinarily durable and they're easy for me to understand. All I got to do is attract the customer, get somebody to fulfill it and make it enough of a margin where it's worth my time. To me, my brain can get around that in a second. Absolutely. And it's human capital is what we're talking yeah. about. You know, Absolutely. it's investing in human beings, which a lot of people are not doing. Um, a lot of people are looking for, you know, you know, automated options for everything. You can't automate everything in your life. You just can't and yeah, be effective. I, yeah. No, ex exactly. So I, I like businesses that I get and I just share with you the three things. I like things that involve human beings. Um and I like the value proposition. I love interviewing people. I love starting a person out. And I know I can like, and I love talking through the next five years, what I think it'll look like. I have partners that started with me making $850 a week, now making a quarter of a million dollars. And I love those stories. And I've got lots of them. my digital marketing guy. When I hired him, quick story. He, when I brought him on, he had a 20 year old car and was renting an apartment. He and his family. Three years later, he just bought a brand new house, drives a BMW. I, I can go one story after another, people that have partnered with me in business. I, I Again, I, I'm good at finding the need. Then I find the human capital and I pair the two together and the rest is history. That's the way to do it. Sean, this has been such a great conversation. I really appreciate you coming on today. Could you just tell everybody where they can find you and yeah. um, all the any information you'd like for people to know? Yeah, please. If you go to SeanCastrina.com, that's my name, S-E-A-N, Castrina, C-A-S-T-R-I-N-A. Very simple to find. But if you go to my website, you can get a free book. And, and it's a great book. It was, you know, it's got multiple New York Times bestselling reviews. If you go there, we also do a coaching call once a month. My team will get with you. It's free. We have a ma I'm in a very large group that's in that uh, coaching call where I spend about 15 minutes drilling down on something in business. Uh, so if you reach out to SeanCastrina.com, get the free book. Everything else will fall on top of your lap for free. All right. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate this. All right. Thank you, Corey, for having me on the podcast. Yes, sir. If you took anything away from this podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and go check out some other episodes on SuccessfulLifePodcast.com. This is the Successful Life. Thank you for tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at CoreyBarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.